0: Welcome to the Happy on the Inside podcast, the podcast where you will learn the secrets of living a happy and fulfilled life from people who live that way every day. I'm your host, Anna Ditchburn, and let's get started. Tommy Breedlove, welcome to the Happy on the Inside podcast.
1: Anna, my dear friend, I am grateful, humbled, and honored to be here. I miss you guys. We've spent a lot of time in the States together. I just saw your wonderful husband. He's no longer on the screen. But so grateful to be here, my friend, and can't wait to learn how we can both be happy on the inside, right? (laughs) Uh,
0: Tommy, spending some time with you and your beautiful wife, Heather, was just a life-changing experience. And you know what? I couldn't think of any better person to ask this question. (laughs) What does it mean for you to be happy on the inside?
1: For me, it's a sense of peace. Um, My whole life I've been running from anger and running to peace. And so when I'm happy on the inside, when I look in the mirror, I see somebody I'm proud of. I see somebody I love. I see somebody I respect. And I see an ally and not an enemy, you know, for years and years and years, I looked in the mirror and all I saw was lack, not good enough, not successful enough, not pretty enough, not skinny enough, not important enough. And it was lack. It was fear. It was anger. It was insecurity and it's worry. And, and so for me, being happy on the inside is being comfortable with being Tommy It's being comfortable with not being what everybody else thinks I need to be. It's what, who I am living my core values, living my principles. And by the way, I don't always get this right. (laughs) I still, I still struggle with it. I still struggle with it on occasion. I've even named my alter ego, Ike. So I know when Ike Ike is trying to self-sabotage or Mm. I say something I regret, or I'm out of my core values, or I slip back into old patterns. You've seen me do that for like one minute and I spent the next day apologizing about it. But for me, I want to be just okay with who I am, knowing who I am, where I'm going, who's coming with me. And when I look in the mirror, see someone that I love, respect and honor, and that's when I know I'm happy on the inside.
0: Oh, this is so good, Tony. You just, you nailed it, literally. (laughs) You know, I resonate with you so much, and I'm sure so many people would too. You were saying that uh, people look like they have it all together on the outside, but inside it's like literally crippling feeling of anger. And for me, it was shame and pain. Why do you think so many people struggle with that?
1: I I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, I'm going to give you all of them. So this is going to be a lot. And I would love to hear your what thoughts. Was
0: your, that, what was your reason?
1: Um, a lot of reasons. Uh, the first reason would be is I grew up in and around a lot of violence, abuse, shame, anger. Um, and, you know, I, I became what I hated. I became that anger. I became that shame. I became that violence. And for me, um, that was not a way, it never felt right for me. And also, I think it's critical that, you know, show me who you hang around and I will tell you your future. That's what Darren Hardy says. And for me, I had surrounded myself with very, you know, pain likes pain. So not only did external circumstances mold me into certain things, internal circumstances and who I was associating with. Mm -hmm. And I think now when I struggle, it's when I'm spending too much time, which is not very often. Um, I believe the 24 hour news, most of social media um, and most of the stuff we consume on TV is poisonous to our souls. It's poisonous to our brains. And we can't have negativity and darkness and anger and debauchery and chaos going into our eyes and ears on a 24 hour basis, or even our video games or the music we listen to and be happy on the inside. And so for me, it's, it's a, it's external sources. It's um, how we're trained, how we're taught. And it's, and a lot of times it's not even malicious. In my case, it was Um, But a lot of times it's just little subtle shame messages. It's little subtle slights. It's little subtle things that just add up over time where we start questioning ourselves. Mm -hmm. And honestly, for all of us, I believe this with every bit of my heart, for all of us, we're wired to see the negative hundreds of years ago it actually helped us stay alive we had to see yeah. the dangers coming whether it was the lion at the gates or the enemy at the gates or it helped stay, keep us alive but right now we're a lot more safer during this you know it's the best time it's ever been in the history of the world but we're still wired to see the negative and, and that infiltrates into us so we're so damn hard on ourselves so i think it's a combination of what we're taught Um, I think we tell ourselves stories in our brains that aren't true because of all the things that we've surrounded ourselves with. And I think it's also what we consume in our eyes and our ears. And on some level, we're wired for it as well. So knowing all that, and and I'll take it a step further too, is 95% of our thoughts are the same as they were the day before. And once we know that and we can rewire our unconscious mind, and that's where most of our actions come from and wire it back to love, goodness, abundance, and positive habits, that's where we start seeing changes, and when we look in the mirror, see something that we truly love and respect and that we want to honor. So I think it's a combination of all those for me and for others.
0: Tommy, you know, I believe that every single person has to um, go through his or her own journey to come to this point, because... If you would tell me all these things, say, 10 years ago, I would be like, (laughs) what are you talking about? What was the turning point for you when you did you hit the rock bottom or something happened?
1: Yeah, there was there was two rock bottoms moments, Uh, one when I was 18 and uh, ended up committing a violent crime, became the person I did not like, became that violence and was looking at seven years. Uh, in prison. Luckily, it was dropped to two years, but I did spend my 19th birthday incarcerated. Um, really did find a good mentor during that time and um, and really decided to turn my life around and get away from that anger, get away from and went to school at night, worked in a factory during the day and uh, and and really picked myself back up and went from a cage to a huge financial consulting company. My second aha moment slash transformation slash spiritual transformation slash rock bottom, well, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) came when I was 36 because, you know, I had found money. I had found success. I had found respect, had the corner office, the fancy clothes, the nice watch, the shiny suit. Um, But unfortunately, on the inside, I never dealt with those insecurities, that anger, those fears. You know, I could be in a crowded room with a thousand people and felt alone. Um, I I was wondering why I was always never felt good enough. And I was always acting like I was somebody or something else and never just me. And for me, when the money and all of the status and things, which I do think is important, I want everyone to have those things because it helps us experience life and make impact. But for me, when those didn't fill me up, I turned to all the darkness. Think about what you've seen Wolf of Wall Street and all these other cliches. Well, I live that lifestyle. And it almost cost me everything at 36 years old. It almost cost me my firm. It almost cost me my marriage and almost cost me my life. And I knew I wasn't going to get round three or I I felt in my soul. I wasn't going to get round three. And so at that moment, I decided to, to be the captain of my ship. I decided to work on my emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical body. I decided to prioritize me first. I decided to start working with coaches and therapists And I started to really want to know who I am, where I was going and who's coming with me. And I wanted to take off all those fake masks to, to help impress other people that really didn't matter and just figure out who I was. And over the past 12 or 13 years with prioritizing myself, with prioritizing my mental, emotional and spiritual muscles and my physical muscles over those years, I've become more confident, more humble, more courageous, more peaceful. And ultimately, I've experienced a tremendous amount of of success by just prioritizing my me, me and doing the daily reps on my heart, mind, soul and body. So those were my two aha moments. I'm hoping with podcasts like with people like Anna and podcasts like this, and they don't have to hit rock bottom before they start making changes. They could just want to be more happier, or better in their marriage or more successful. Like, I hope you don't hit rock bottom, but most unfortunately, a lot of us have to and before we turn it around. <laughs> I know me and Laban did.
0: <laughs> well, the rock bottom doesn't hurt physically. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> it,
0: um, how do you think in the, it improved your relationship with your wife?
1: Well, when I was 36, my relationship was on life support. Mm. Um, I was closed. Um, really, the truth is, is in my heart. I never... I, it it took a lot of coaching and a lot of therapy to realize this she loved me when i couldn't love myself
0: mm.
1: and i was taught that i was unlovable i was taught that i was unworthy i was taught that i was never going to be good enough i thought i was a piece of garbage and man i believed that story and no matter what success i had on the outside no matter what car or suit or watch or cufflink or dinner that I was having, in my heart, I felt I was unworthy. I didn't know it because I was unaware. I was unconscious to it. And so I, and also because of uh, some of the women and girls I dated and people in my family, I also at a very young age was mistreated by a bunch of women. So I also tried to sabotage our relationship before Heather, Mm -hmm. who I projected onto her, sabotaged it. And so clearly I wasn't loving her correctly. We weren't doing our love languages. I wasn't, I couldn't be intimate because I, I couldn't let her love me because I didn't love myself. And so unconsciously I was trying to sabotage it to just protect myself before she ran out of my life. And when I stopped projecting onto her, what had been done to me and started learning to love myself, respect myself, starting to stand with confidence and courage, when I started doing all th- all those things, I started honoring myself, our relationship. Um, it took a long time to build that trust. It took a long time to build that respect. It took a long time for us to learn how to love each other. We still work on it every day. We still have to work on communicating. We still have to work on honoring each other. I, we, we have to know when to say no and walk away. Um, and so now we're conscious and we do the daily work every day, but... It literally went from life support to where I thought she was gone. And there was times that I thought I was gone to probably being the strongest it's ever been, but relationships and love are hard work. I mean, they're actions. And so we're constantly doing the hard work to be a couple, to also honor ourselves individually, to also know when to take a break, to also know when to pause and to also know when we need to lean in and prioritize our relationship and bring it back to the front, and so that's how all of this work has affected us and I think it's important and and I know you and Laban do this, and I know Heather and I do this we whenever you start the self mastery personal development leading yourself journey um the air changes, your energy changes your your the way you speak changes who you attract in your life changes yeah, but what you hope is that your partner in life will do that with you so they see the view. So they, but they have to choose to do it. You can't tell them to do it or coach them to do it. They have to choose to do it. But I'm very fortunate that Heather decided to take that personal development mountain journey with me. She decided to hire a coach, to work on herself, to prioritize herself, to get stronger, mentally, emotionally, physically. And we were doing that together individually so that we could do it together as a couple. And I think if both people are on that journey of self-mastery, of self-leadership, of self-love and of self-development, it only makes the marriage and what you allow and don't allow stronger. And it also makes you stronger of who you allow in your life. So I'm very fortunate that she chose to take this journey along with me because I mean, you guys are in the, in the coaching world as well. Sometimes, you know, I, I believe we have the three biggest assets in our life are us, ourselves, our time and our significant other. And we have to prioritize ourselves. We have to prioritize our time, but we also our significant other can be our biggest asset or our biggest liability. So choose wisely, and hopefully, you're doing life and development and growth together.
0: Well, oh, I love it, Tommy. I love it. I love how you said you have to start work within yourself, because um, so many, so many times, even I, I've done this mistake when I was working on myself when I had a previous relationship, I was trying to pull my ex-husband with myself, but he didn't want to do this. He didn't want to be saved. He didn't want to be transformed. And it was a, such a hard work. And I think you attracted, Hedda, uh, knowing deep down inside that you are worthy, mm, you yeah. can. And so you attracted uh, this woman to be with you by your side. <laughs> By the way, uh, I know you are a strong person, but I can tell you she is much stronger than you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Probably true in every regard. You- <laughs> true story. Not many people know this is uh, the first, literally the first time we ever had a conversation, which was really weird for me a long time ago. Um, she, told, she literally looked me in the eye and said, you don't know this, but we're going to get married. You're going to be my husband. I was like, what? Who is this psycho woman? Um, and you know, just like everything else she's called in her life. She's, she was right. Here we are. Uh, it's been all in, we've been married 20, two years or 21 going on 22 and all together we've been together 27 years so 27 years ago she said you're going to be my we met at university and she said you're going to be my husband I was like get away from me psycho (laughs) And and then we became best friends and then we became friends with benefits and then we tried to break up and date other people and here we are 27 years later still married and happily married probably the best we've ever been in the past year actually it's probably the best we've ever been so happy for that.
0: But she, she is stronger is. than
1: me. I'll own that. <laughs> she
0: I love how she didn't give up on you, Tommy, Right. when you were going through this difficult situation. Because for me, it's I'm blessed as well to have Laban in my life, to have someone who can support you, who can literally take your hand and, and take you through those challenging situations. So I love that.
1: I love that. that. I love what uh, David White says, the great Irish poet. He says that, relationships or marriage or love as a contest of generosity. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. And I think Heather and I have to remind ourselves on a daily basis in order to be strong as a couple, we have to prioritize ourselves first and do our own work. Then we prioritize our marriage and then we prioritize our business. And when we keep it in that order, we are strong and reminding ourselves, like the poet says it, it, You know, marriage and relationships are a contest of generosity. They're net giving. As long as we're giving more than we're taking, as long as we're listening more than we're talking, as as long as we're respecting more than we are being insecure and asking. And so, I think we, on a daily basis, remind ourselves that. And we also this this work that we do, the self development, the reading, the gratitudes, the meditations, the prayers we also do it together on a regular basis, which also makes us stronger leaders, which mm-hmm. also makes us stronger people. But on a relationship level, it also brings us more intimately together.
0: Love it. Tony, this question is more for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we work together with Laban. We build mm-hmm. our own empire. And I know you spent a lot of time with Heather. You also work together. <laughs> What is your secret of not killing each other
1: Uh well we After we get being. it we get it wrong more than we get it right and that's the truth Um uh-huh. we lost ourselves in the businesses we lost ourselves in the pursuit of success He she and I have very different leadership styles uh-huh. I'm more extroverted relationship Um, culture building, and she's let's get shit done. Um, And so she's a lot more efficient, a lot more productive. And we're both alphas, which is a problem as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we both want to be in charge. And I'm not kidding. Um, So what we just talked about is we actively check in, sometimes daily, are we prioritizing? Are we taking care of ourselves? Mm -hmm. Are we taking care of our relationship? We do a check in. Am I loving and leading you well? Are you loving and leading me? And we want to be 50-50. I don't want to be in charge. We want to be 50-50 as best we can. You know, sometimes we're out of alignment. We check in on a daily basis. We do the daily growth work together, which helps us bring close and stay close. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, we've hired a coach on our business side because Heather is now CEO of the entire, we have three companies. She's the CEO of the entire and I had to let that go because my superpower was not leading the people. My superpower was not execution. I had other superpowers and I have resigned myself to that, surrendered myself to that, respected her on that. But we have a coach that helps keep us in our lanes to helps us rumble business-wise without it letting it affecting down in the relationship. We also have to say if we're constantly talking about the business, which is hard for us not to do because we're so passionate about it. We're always talking business. We're always talking about marketing or finance or growth or impact or an employee because we have 11 of them. Um, And so we constantly have to remind ourselves to get away, to get out in nature, to go have dinner, to go for a walk, um, to watch a movie together, to just sit outside in a fire and all right, we're not talking about business today. We have to have ground rules. Um, And so, but we're both entrepreneurs. We're both alphas and it's hard. And we, it's really hard. And we, we're starting to get it right more than we are getting it wrong. But I think it's drawing a line in the sand. Having a coach that says, Heather does this and Tommy does this. And sometimes we have to have a, are we together? Are we apart on this? And it's okay to disagree, but one of us has to acquiesce and compromise. And then you just have to support them. Even if it's the wrong decision, you think it's the wrong decision. So it's been difficult. I do not have it mastered. We do not have it mastered. That'd be a great question to ask Heather as well. Um, but we work really damn hard on it. And we know when we're only talking about the business, we're no longer a couple, we're business partners mm. and we wear both hats. But again, we work hard at prioritizing us, mm. then our marriage and then our business, because. Probably twice a week, the business is always coming first and we we want to get it back in check.
0: Love it, Tommy. Thank you so much for sharing. That was
1: a big, hell, I don't know and still trying to figure it out answer. <laughs>
0: that's, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When, you f- oh, when y'all figure it out, send me an email or send me a video or, you know, we'll, 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 when you guys figure it out, let us know.
0: <laughs> well, one thing one thing that I am doing for purpose is when um, we have a rule to go for a walk every night nice. and to do a debrief. And so when we do, we do a bit of a debrief and then I change the topic about us and right. I and then I bring Claiborne maybe to the past. Remember how we met. Remember how we first time kissed. Remember, you know, to bring all those memories and positive emotions. It works.
1: Yeah, and that is genius. Um, that's the second time I've heard that. And that is absolutely genius. My So Heather and I have real good friends in Atlanta. They're entrepreneurs, a husband and wife. They work together and they do the same thing. But let me tell you how they do it. They mm. do a three-mile walk or a six-mile walk. And they divide it into thirds. The first third is error of grievances. So they're grieving, you know, they're airing their grievances. The second is gratitudes, and they're doing both personally and professionally. So, errands of grievances, professionally and personally, gratitudes, personally and professionally. And then, is there any to dos personally or professionally based on this walk that we need to make sure that we're prioritizing for us or our business going forward? I think that's pretty genius.
0: I love it. We'll Uh, give a shout
1: out to Todd and Tiffany Hoffine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks for such a beautiful advice. Beautiful
1: wisdom. And by the (laughs) way, they're fun and successful people. So that makes them even better, right? But they do this work too. They do the work that you and Laban do, they do the work that Heather Mm -hmm. and I do, Um, and they work on themselves. They're strong leaders, they're strong people, but they also believe in the growth mindset. So they're constantly working with their coaches. And their people as well. So, you know, like attracts like in this world.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Tommy, in 2020, <laughs> he brought this amazing book. And for my listeners, I'm holding uh, Tommy's book called Legendary. Uh, I probably need another hour or two telling how much i love and appreciate reading this book but i want to ask you it's been two two three years since you wrote it what have you what new have you have you learned since you wrote this book or maybe you've changed something that you haven't yet
1: yeah there's some things that i've definitely changed from that book um, definitely on the health side, there's things that I was prioritizing, uh, within that book because in order, so real quick, the reason we pick the word legendary is because that's something that's given to us that we can't give to ourselves. If I said, Tommy Breed loves legendary, everybody would laugh me off the podcast. However, what I love about it, it's aspirational and God willing, our communities, are families, our friends, our network, those we serve will say, Hey, when our time comes that this person lived a legendary life. Mm -hmm. So a lot on the health stuff, like, for example, I used to do, um, and and there's some other good stuff too, that I'll have to tell you in a second, but on the health, we were doing apple cider vinegar every day. Mm -hmm. Um, My body can't do that anymore. Um, and so I also am about, eating slower, eating mindfully, drinking slower, drinking mindfully, as opposed to just constantly watching my diet and all the things I do. And it seems to be working really, really well. Mm -hmm. Um, In my personal mission statement, which I believe that's who I am. That's my non-negotiables. That's my core values. That's my principles. That's where I plant my flag and die on. In the, in the book, I said I wanted to prioritize 15 close relationships and nurture those relationships. I remember. In my life, I have found that to be damn near impossible. Uh, it's And I hate the word impossible, but we're growing. We're investing most of our time in our businesses, most of our time in our team, that nurturing 15 relationships has been very difficult. So we're still looking for that magic number of five to 10. And it's about quality over quantity. Now I have a massive network that I want to spend a lot of time with. I have friends from all stages of life that when we're together, we're together. But there is five or 10 couples. And I don't know the right number yet that I do want to make it a priority to reach out to, to text, to call, to ask how they're doing, ask how I can help them, to break bread together. So that's a major shift in that as well. Um, I don't think there's anything I disagree with in the book. I have mixed up a lot of how I do things. Um, I'm constantly mixing and matching my morning routine. There's a whole lot of tactical wisdom in the book on what you can choose, what you don't choose in the morning routine. I have completely transformed mine because I want to constantly be evolve it. And there's some things that I want to add to it, like the whole section on if it's not a hell yes, it's a no on the reconquering your time section. I've, I would add something to that because... I, here are our three assets. Again, it's ourselves, our time, and our significant other, are our top three assets. And for me, my time, everyone's asking for our time. I'm constantly being asked to do stuff or scheduled. And I want to serve everyone. I want to be there for everybody, but I can't. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to our people. It's not fair to our movement. And so, what I've added to that, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. What mm-hmm. I've added to that is, would I take this meeting 24 hours from now? And if the answer's no, then I'm going to defer it. If the answer's yes, then I will book it six months out or four months out or a day out, whatever it might be. And so my team is helping me prioritize my time. We've gotten a whole lot better with our time. Um, but there's not much I disagree with or would change. Um, and so that's that's pretty what I love about Legendary. It's all about leading ourselves In all the facets in our life that mean something to us, time, purpose, network, friends, mindset, emotional relationships, having fun, money, all of the good stuff. So Legendary is about internal leadership and internal mastery, both professionally and personally. The next book is going to be about how to lead externally, is how do we lead people better? But it starts with ourselves. So I love that's why why Legendary first. Book two is going to be about Legendary Leadership and how do we lead others better? And so I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Can't wait to read it. <laughs> when <laughs> is it coming?
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's that's a great question. I It's already written in my head. I've got more content than I know what to do with. Legendary is not done yet. It's still growing on the vine and I'm waiting for the fruit. When I feel that the fruit, it's out there, it's doing its own thing. It's generating what it needs to do. Um, the book is my legacy, and it's something I'm very, 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 with humility, proud of. Um, it was a three-year fistfight with myself, but when I feel that legendary itself is where it needs to be within reason, that's when book two is coming. So it's an intentional pause. It's not a delay. It's not a procrastinating thing. I promise it's not. Um, it's just it's just not nurtured enough. So that that's where we're at.
0: Yeah, you know, um I just wanted to let you know that I love how you shared your story in your book. And uh I'm writing my own book and I really would love to steal <laughs> something from you.
1: <laughs> I'll take it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm a very honest thief. And I <laughs> I really love how you how um you you when you were in uh, in a prison for 2 years, you found your mentor. Yeah, And he asked you this question, do you want to live your life or do you want to continue to live your story? Yeah. Powerful. That was powerful.
1: Powerful. Yeah. The first time that gentleman's name was Kerry Geho. That actually yeah. came uh, years after incarceration when my second meltdown. Um, and But what I love about that is he was giving me permission to rewrite my story. He was giving me, now, ultimately, it was my choice. that I, I had to choose that and take action. But he let me know that story that I was constantly telling myself in my head and heart was not true. And that you define your story. Whatever was said to you, whatever was done to you, whatever you did, whatever you regret or mistakes or the horrors that happened to you, You get to choose from this moment, this breath forward to do something about it. You get to choose to rewire your heart and brain. You get to choose to see the good love and learnings all around you as opposed to the negativity. You get to choose to live your life the way you want to and stop believing that old narrative that was given to you via shame and via abuse and all the other stuff you and I talk about. You can choose to use that as a platform of strength to stand on or you can choose to use it as an anchor to define you, you choose. And that's what I took out of that. And to me, what I want everyone to hear is a, you're not alone in whatever you're going through B you have to participate in your own rescue. And three, the only power that any of us have is the power of our choices and decisions. And we can choose to use the horrors as something to hold us down, or we can choose the regrets and mistakes and, and things that happened to us and that we did, we can use those as learnings and opportunities for strength and we can move forward. And that's what, when he said that to me, it was like someone hit me right between the eyes and uh, I've never forgot it. And he was the gentleman that I met while I was incorporated, Tony, who was the first true male mentor I had in my life. And then Carrie appearing 16 years later, when I was damn near at my next uh, rock bottom, it's amazing the humans that will appear in your life when you need it, but you got to open your eyes and hearts to see them.
0: You know, I always say everything happens for a good reason. Yes. You probably needed to be in this place in this time to hear this message. Yeah. Tommy, from the place of your experience in your life, what do you think, uh, one thing that people can uh, do? right now to start changing their life
1: i would look at i would go look in the mirror the first thing i want to hear is so many of us because of the the stories or the narratives that are in our head i've named my guy again his name's ike um -hmm. he's he's the negative me he's the he's the one that shows up and wants to burn rome down and my friendships around he's the mean and angry one I have to fire him on a regular basis, by the way. Um, but I want people to know, A, they're not alone. And then I'm going to get a little bit direct. So whatever mistake you have made or wherever you are in your life, it's, if it's a relationship. It's, if It's rock bottom. If it's just want a little more success or a little more happiness or more friends or need to let some things go. I just want them to know they're not alone. And so many of us think we're freaks or not good enough or the shame monster that's in our head. That's nonsense. Just know you're not alone. But number two, go find the nearest mirror and look in it. And that is the problem and the solution. Mm -hmm. No one can come save you. There's no magic pill. All those magic pills actually don't work. Um, There's no government that's going to save you. No politician that's going to save you. No, no human being, man or woman riding in on a white horse to rescue you you must participate in your own rescue and you are the problem and the solution. So that's number two. So number one is awareness that you're not alone. Number two, I want you to go find the mirror and look in it and know that is your problem and your solution. And the only way you're going to change is by taking one small action every day. So what is it you need more of or less love in your life? Is it more courage and confidence? Is it, you know, getting that voice inside of your head? Is Is it working on your relationship or potential relationship? Is it more time, more money, more purpose, blah, blah, blah. What is the one area that you want the most of? Or what is the one area that's holding you back the most? And go there and take one small action. So I would recommend that the thing that they can do, number one, the quickest way to fix anything is to remove the negative. So if you're struggling with your weight, maybe not having those potato chips and ice cream in the house, you know, avoidance is easier than willpower, you know, choose to take away the negative. If you're wanting more time or if you're wanting more confidence and courage and joy in your life, turn off all the negative news and movies and social medias, just turn it off, remove the negative, remove the negative and add a positive. Add a positive. Is it a meditation? Is it a gratitude practice? Is it listening or reading to a book? Is it calling a friend? Is it walking in nature? Is it, there's a thousand different things. There's so much wisdom and good. Is it listen to a podcast like this? There's so whatever it is you want to do, wherever in life that you want more success or more, whatever more of or less of remove one of the negatives and add a positive. And if you consistently work on that positive for a little bit of time every day, you will rewire your brain, you will rewire your heart and the success and the results will come, but it's intentional action, you have to take intentional action, the intention is I want more or less of this, the action is what you have got to go do. You can't meditate your way to success. You can't, uh, you know, and I I believe in meditations. I believe in affirmations. I believe in intentions. I believe in all of it, but you've got to go take action. And remember, you're not alone that 90%, 95% of your actions and thoughts every single day are the same as they were yesterday with this rewiring, with intentions, with affirmations, with meditations, with reading, with podcasts, with eliminating the negative and adding the positive, with doing some physical exercise, praying, journaling, whatever it is to you, those are all positives. Eliminate one negative and add one positive and consistently do it over time. That's where results actually happen. I call it going to the gym, but you've got to go to the gym physically, you've got to go to the gym mentally, you've got to go to the gym emotionally, and you've got to go to the gym spiritually. And you've constantly got to grow your skills and growth happens through learning. If you do those small things every single day, the compounding interest and results are huge. That's what I would tell people to do.
0: I love it, Tommy. I really love it. It's uh, baby steps. Really. <laughs> it's
1: always start small, think big, start small, think big, and just do one thing. You can't, you don't want to come in with a a shotgun or a sword, come in with laser focus, just do one thing, but it's got to be in the one area that you want more or less of. And if you don't know, ask for help. Um, This whole journey is ignorance to awareness, to transformation, ignorance to awareness, to transformation. And once you transform, then you work on mastery and leadership, but it starts with yourself.
0: 100%. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, if people would love to uh, find more information about you or connect with you, what would be well, the best place? We're
1: building the LiveLegendary.today website, so I don't know when that's going to be up. That has our retreats, our experiences, our community, our mastermind. If you are ready to lean in and not only to be elite in business and money, but also elite in life mindset, uh, come, welcome home. We we want we want to do business in life with you. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of fun experiences coming up in 2023. We've got five or six foundational retreats. That's where you gain clarity, connect with other world-class people, and learn the tools. It's really legendary on steroids. And we'll learn the tools to be confident, courageous, happy, and successful. Um, we've got retreats, experiences, masterminds, communities. Go to TommyBreedLove.com. It's all there. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get away from the Tommy Breed brand and more toward the Live Legendary brand. Uh, but we're building that website every week. Go to Tommy Breedlove and... I would encourage you to read the book. And if you're not a reader, let me read it to you. Um, it's it's on Audible. I'd be happy to read it to you. But it is it is fun, easy, quick, and tactical. You can actually go do those things. And what we were just talking about is how to transform your life. You can pick one thing and just consistently practice. And I promise you the results will come. It's at all your favorite bookstores. And again, if you're not a reader, I'll read it to you.
0: <laughs> and there it is. Well- Tommy Tommy has a nice voice. <laughs> as
1: yeah. well. Southern accent, very southern <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Anna.
0: Tommy, before we go, do you have any concluding thoughts?
1: Just remind yourself, you're not alone. Wherever you are, but how you do anything is how you do anything. You're not alone, you're not alone. If you think it or experience it or having trouble with it, so are millions of others. Ask for help. Look in the mirror choose to do something different today than you did yesterday and do it consistently. And you have to participate in your own rescue. You have to captain your own ship. You can do this. If I can do it and Anna can do it and Laban can do it and Heather can do it. So can you, cause we're not special. We just consistently do the work. Little things make big changes and I'm, I'm hoping and rooting for you and I would leave it with this. Why not you? Why can't you be happy? Why can't you be successful? Why not you? I think you can. So, so Anna thinks you can. So go do it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy <laughs> love.
1: Anna, you're the best. I love you, girl.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. I would really love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. What did you like? And what would you love to hear more about? For more information about my story and my work, go to my website at anaditchburn.com where you can also download for free my seven secrets that I've learned about being happy from the inside out. So thank you so much and we will see you next time. Bye for now.